baby, you know what that sound means. It's time for The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Terry talks about all the hottest topics in sports every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. He's controversial, he's charismatic, and he's the captain of this ship for the next hour. Here's your host, Terry Waldrop. All right, all right, all right. Welcome in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx, hanging out with you. The Edge on a Wednesday morning. It's a blue Wednesday, apparently. It's a blue Wednesday. There should be a song on that. Yes. Um, at any rate, welcome in, folks. Appreciate you spending a little part of your morning with us. Uh we are at the Colwell Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. Yeah, only uh, identified by all the Mercedes and uh, Audis and, and things of uh, uh, very expensive cars in the parking lot. They don't belong to Terry and myself, but yeah, they make us park across the street at the yes, Dollar General. Yes, we're the little people. But uh, <laughs> anyway, it's uh, it's great to have. I think we're gonna have a little bit of more rain coming in this weekend, uh, or this today and tomorrow, and then we're. Uh, we're clear the rest of the way. So, uh, anyway, glad everybody can be with us this morning. It's a uh, lot to talk about, a lot going on in the world. We've got the uh, NFL draft coming up. We've got uh, LeVar Ball spewing uh, his nonsense once again. And uh, a number uh, – Has that guy jumped a shark, Jamie? I would say so, yeah. For He's you younger a, people, uh, I, younger than 40 out there, jumping the shark. You remember the great show Happy Days? Sure. I mean, we we all, you know, grew up watching that show, liked it, and Fonzie was doing all sorts of things. Well, there is a deal where they were in Hawaii. You know, Fonzie jumped everything on his motorcycle, and he attempted to. Yeah, attempted to, and he it was sort of an evil Knievel takeoff. Who was one of my heroes growing up, although he crashed and burned more times than he landed. But that says a lot about you, Terry. Yeah, it does. Knievel I, 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 evil Knievel. I loved yeah. Evil Knievel. Um, at any rate, Fonzie jumped a shark <laughs> on water skis, and that's been the the proverbial verbiage for yeah, the show's going to get canceled. So. Has LeVar Ball at some point jumped the shark? I mean, he's become Don King. He's become a caricature of himself. Well, what I do think he's doing is, is you know, possibly jeopardizing the chances of his, you know, he's got two sons coming up, and uh, his his uh, oldest, of course, is one and done at UCLA and now going on to the pros. And I don't know if you want to take on, you know, the responsibility. And, and you know, you try to separate son from father, but, you know, after a while, you can't help. But, uh, you know, obviously that's going to be part of the package. Let me ask and, you this, uh, Jamie, seriously. Okay. And I, I don't hold the kid accountable for what his dad said, but it's almost I'm almost to the point now where I'm almost rooting against the kid, and I feel bad for saying that. A lot of people are saying that, though, Terry, because it, uh, it not initially, but, I mean, it's just gotten to the point where obviously this is rubbing off and, you know, the kid can't distance himself from it. So if you're a GM and you're looking to take on, you know, uh, do you want to take on those kind of responsibilities? I, I don't think it matters, really. If you could play, but then again, think of the, um, I get, you know, the NBA is the ultimate hype machine. They don't want to have the all-star game in North Carolina because you have to have the same equipment to use the bathroom, yet they're perfectly cool going to China in places like that where the human rights records are, are less than stellar. Yeah, there seems to be some double standards yeah, out there. But, yeah. but you know, the, the NBA has become the Jerry Springer show right. with baskets. Uh, I, I'm not sure it's a good thing or not, but I do want to jump to that. We're going to come back to the NBA. I do want to get to this because this is going to stir some people up. Uh, and, you know, we're no stranger to stirring people up here. Uh, Max Kellerman, ESPN guy, took uh, Skip Bayless' place, I believe, on the Stephen A. Smith show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max is sort of a, you know, I mean, some of his points I like, some of them I don't, much like yours or mine or anybody else's. We get paid to give opinions, and you can agree, you can disagree, uh, you can be ambivalent toward any of them, it doesn't matter, but Max Kellerman, Going off on golf yesterday uh, on the show, I wanted to play just a, a brief part of this. Okay. Get your thoughts on it. Get our friends' thoughts on it, 888 Max Kellerman, let's just say if Danny Etling is not inviting me to the family reunion, Max is probably not going to get invited to the event in the history ever from now on. John, play that for us. Choking down the stretch. First of all, golf's whole status as a sport is a separate issue for another day, I guess. I mean, I would define a sport as a competition through which you can accurately gauge the athleticism of its participants, and I I don't think that's the case with golf. We'll we'll set that aside. The fact is here, among its many flaws, I mean, I understand people find it dramatic and everything. This ain't Ali going at Frazier. 
They're not throwing punches. They're not tackling each other. They're not in each other's way. This is, golf is not a zero-sum game. It's more like a standardized test. So rooting for the other guy has no bearing on anything. You are competing against yourself and competing against the course. And in the end, they see who did best. What difference does it make if you say, oh, nice shot to the other guy or way to go to the other guy? How does that affect you? <laughs> That's the fact of the matter. This is not the same kind of competition that we experience in other real sports that we watch in the United States of America. Basketball, football, baseball, boxing I'll bring up, UFC. These are competitions, mano y mano or team against team, um, where you are in each other's way. Where no, Muhammad Ali is not going to say, all right, go ahead, Joe Frazier, hit me with that left hook, because they are competing against each other. It is a zero-sum game. The thrill of victory, the agony of defeat. Here, you're all going to play against the course and yourselves, and in the end, they're going to see what your score is, and the guy with the low score wins. That's it. It doesn't make it. And, and by the way, it's also good sportsmanship, as an eight-year-old friend of mine made that point, not just this morning. Just good sportsmanship. What, I don't see how you want them to put on an act to show you how much they care about winning. They obviously care about winning. Interesting uh, golf speak. I've got some medication that might help Max out. He's uh, Is he a little bitter? Yeah, uh, I would say so. Yes, he uh, bitter party of one. Uh, your table is now ready. Your table is now ready, Mr. Green, Mr. Kellerman. Um, again, uh, so what? If it's if it's, uh, I mean, you can almost make the argument about tennis too. I mean, you're basically going one against the other. But I mean, no, you, it is. Uh, it's always been. Perhaps that's where Max has the problem with is that golf is a largely a mental game, as well. And that's probably where Max falls short in that category. But he uh, doesn't appear to be a, a a fan, and that's fine. But I mean, the whole what this is what uh, you and I talked about this. It, it, to me, the Masters is more than just the tournament itself. It's it's a weekend set aside. It's kind of a and what is wrong with like you? no other? Yeah, and I know we'll be here again. You know, accused of being old curmudgeons and stay off our lawn. But I mean, what's wrong with tradition? What's really that bad with, believe me, I, living in Alabama for 20 years, I heard the word tradition hey, Jamie, a lot. What, what's not the, necessarily in reference to golf, but uh, anyway, it's not that bad a deal. I mean, it's a, it's something that he needs to get over. Folks, is golf a sport? 888-993-7762. 888-993-7762. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union text line and hotline. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, yes, it's a sport. It does require some physical exertion. Um, so why wouldn't it be a sport? I mean, are mm. they going to go run a marathon? No. But then again, no. go get the marathon guys to play golf. Exactly. You know, and, you know, we talk about this. What's the hardest thing to do in professional sports? And everybody, we had a, a couple texts yesterday, and, and Warren Guerrero and I debate this all the time, is hitting a major league fastball the hardest thing you can do in sport? or hitting a receiver down the middle, or hitting a three over the top of LeBron James. I mean, it depends on your sport. Each one of them has challenges unique to that sport, or is trying to strike out a, a great hitter in the major leagues, you know, or, or trying to, to get a goal in soccer, or to hit a, a hole-in-one on a par four uh, with the pressure of the world. You know, I think here's my problem, and, and the, I've gotten older, and it's the get-off-my-lawn philosophy maybe, but I think it's maybe some wisdom and experience here as we get older. We always want to compare, you know, what's harder, football or basketball, or 1975 or 1987. Right. And why do we have to do that? Why can't we just appreciate um, sports and the greatness of what they are at that particular time? We're going to jump to our hotline. And welcome in, Dr. Stokely. Doc, welcome in, man. Hey, Doc. Hey, how are you guys doing this morning? Trying to stir people up. <laughs> we got yeah, you going. We, got you. we woke you, yes. Golf is definitely a sport. I agree. Uh, it has the following components, as you've said. Uh, it's got competition. Mm -hmm. It requires skill, physical ability, and coordination in order to hit a ball that's sitting on the ground that you think is easy to hit but is extremely difficult to hit, and uh, composure, and uh, all the other com aspects of any sport, it's required. It's not a team sport, um, but it is one that requires uh, a considerable amount of patience and development and practice. 
So for everyone that doesn't think it's a sport because you're not running or jumping or something, they should grab a golf club and try to hit that ball. So. I've tried it. It's not easy. Let me ask you this while so, we've got you. Is this, uh, is this the most cerebral sport that we deal with? I have to think a lot more in golf than I do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think if I'm a catcher in a baseball setting of a defense or I'm a point guard who's trying to execute an offense or a play the coach wants, those those are difficult things, um, but you have to you have to visualize. This is one thing that golf requires, I believe, to be a good golfer. You have to visualize uh, your shots and how you're going to make it, and that is a really difficult thing. It requires a lot of mental uh, focus, I guess we would say. So I would say yes. Yeah. Totally I think if great. I'm trying to run fast, I'm not thinking about it. I'm just trying to run fast. So, yeah, the hundred yard dash is pretty, or hundred meter dash is pretty much uh, straightforward, right? Not mm-hmm. a lot of strategy. <laughs> Get ahead, yeah. stay ahead, and <laughs> no be strategy. The across you just the tape. run fast. Yeah. <laughs> run fast. So, if you're not, if you're behind, run faster. And the Good hardest stuff, thing <laughs> I've ever had to do, uh, I, I know you said uh, hit a fastball, and I would agree. I wouldn't want to try Nolan. Ryan fastball or any of it, but hitting a curveball is, I think, the difference in a major leaguer and not a major leaguer. Uh, those are pretty hard to do. So That's why they pay those cats a lot of money. Especially after they just popped a 90-mile-an-hour fastball on you. So Yeah, a lot, a lot of guesswork there, a lot of skill. Man, appreciate the call. Call back anytime, Doc. Thanks very much. Okay. I enjoy listening to you guys. Thank you. I Appreciate you. You know, I'll tell I th- you this. I think he summed that up better in, in a two or three minutes than yeah. we did in ten. But, yeah, I mean, it, it, there is a lot of visualization. I didn't even think about that. You know, the mental aspect of golf is and I think you're seeing that charts. more often. Yeah, you're yeah. seeing that people buy into it. Um, it I'll tell you this. And, I, and when I've gotten out of coaching, it's funny, Jamie, because as, as a coach or a, a player in a fast sport, mm-hmm. you make fast decisions. Some of them are good, some of them are not. You know, in an NBA game or in a college or a high school basketball game, you're going to make a ton of decisions very quickly based on the information that you have. Sometimes they're not right. Golf, if you think about it, just the mindset. Mm -hmm. You hit a shot, you have to walk down, or if you're me, you have to walk a long way because you're further off from the second shot than you were off the tee. But you have time to think about and prepare for your next shot as you look at it. So there's time to think to plan, to prepare, and then you execute that. And so 98% of golf is not playing. It's walking in between the holes and and preparing and thinking. So it is mental. You know, in a basketball game, you're at a timeout. You're going to tell you, this is what we're going to do. Boom, 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 boom. And then they have to go out and execute that under pressure, under duress with a timetable. And so it's different. I think uh, the cerebral part of it, I got to hear, I've heard several major league pitchers, really good ones, talk before. And just sitting there listening to them, talking about uh, the mental aspect of this hitter or that hitter, this situation, and it's a very deep and complex deal. And, you know, the average person, which I am in baseball, I'm an average pedestrian guy. It was just fascinating to me to listen to it. But uh, interesting with Kellerman going off on golf. I don't know if this was LeVar Ball-like. Or not. By the way, LeVar Ball said he could be the best golfer of all time. Well, I'm sure he did. Um, and in his mind, he, he certainly is. Um, you know, I'm like you, though. I think take each sport for what it brings to the table. I mean, if you've got, you know, you've got golf or, you know, obviously the mental aspect. And there's, as, as Doc brought up, a lot, you know, a great deal of skill involved, even pitching and particularly at the major league level. You know, you they, they chart, they, you know, uh, how to set up certain hitters. They have historical data on the background of hitters. Uh, that's what you look at. So I don't think you can necessarily – I mean, I think he was uh, – you know, really trying to uh, not get into the minutia of it, but he was really uh, downplaying golf from from an athletic standpoint. And I don't think that's necessarily fair because, to me, I had better chances with things coming at me than I did this little white ball that sits on a tee. But for some reason, it it goes all kinds of different directions if you don't strike it correctly. So, I mean, 
you know, that's that to me requires a level of skill. Well, let's look at it real quick. Is before we go to break here, I'll give you the last fifteen seconds. You look at the difference. You take Tiger Woods, who is a very, very good athlete mm-hmm. for chemical reasons and everything else, but he was a really good athlete and a good golfer. You take John Daly, who has never been confused with an athlete, but he's on the PGA Tour. So the fact that both of those guys can compete and succeed tells you there's a diversity in that sport of athleticism, body type, etc. So, again, we'll come back on this. Got a bunch of text in here on uh, golf. Is it a sport? Is it not? I'll throw out a couple other things to you when we return. You're going to see ESPN 97.7, Terry Walter. Jamie Foxx, The Edge, sponsored by our title sponsor, Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital, simply the best pet care you're going to get for your animal. Go see him on U.S. 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545, 318-345-4545. And be sure not to tell Dr. Weber that wrestling isn't a sport. We'll be back in a minute. The actors here have not got a clue. If you could talk to your animal when they say, they're telling you to take me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. Listen closely and you'll hear what Dr. David Weber hears. That's a thank you for taking me to North Monroe Animal Hospital. For your animal's health care, call Dr. David Weber at North Monroe Animal Hospital, 345-4545. No animal too small or too large. Well, you better call Dr. Weber first on that one. 345 4545. Rocket Fast Car Wash. Rocket Fast. It's a blast. And your vehicle is clean. At Rocket Fast Car Wash, our goal is clean cars and a great experience. With our free bug wash, wall of foam, Carnuba wax, tire shine, and free backs, you'll always get more value for your money at Rocket Fast. And all in four minutes or less. With our unlimited Fast Pass, you can wash as often as you like at any of our six locations. From Monroe to our newest location at 9625 Mansfield Road in Shreveport. Rocket Fast, the fast and easy way to wash your car. You can drive the luxury of Lincoln for less in a pre-owned Lincoln from J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. They have a very good inventory of pre-owned Lincolns in stock, many models in all price ranges. From a 2000 Lincoln LS to a low mileage 2016 Navigator, most are certified pre-owned Lincolns with 100,000 mile warranties. You owe it to yourself to see the selection of pre-owned Lincolns today at J. Mallard Ford Lincoln in Jonesboro. Go trackside to Hot Rod Barbecue, where hot rods rule and a pit barbecue takes the green light. Treat your crew to a family pack of slow-cooked pit-style ribs, Risk chicken, ham, turkey, sausage, and pork loin. Take the lead with our high-octane baked beans, car slaw, and big block potato salad. Take the checkered flag with our peach cobbler. Crowds go wild over our fast-track lunch special. Dine in or make a pit stop at our drive through Hot Rod Barbecue open Monday through Saturday, 11 till 9. And we cater to... Eat in the winter circle. Hot Rod Barbecue. 1911 Farmable Highway, Rusty. Yeah, we're living on the edge. Living on the edge makes weekdays more fun. Especially when you're doing it with Terry Waldrop. Welcome back to The Edge on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in ESPN 97.7. Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx. Our segment this time sponsored by our friends at GB Cooley, reminding you to support an incredibly worthwhile cause, the Louisiana Special Olympics. And the Golf Channel. And the Golf Channel. A couple texts in. Uh, I think people are... This is a pretty safe thing, Jamie. We took the side of golf. Yes. And I, I think uh, for once we're not really controversial here. Oh, good. Uh, Doug, <laughs> Doug sums it up nicely. Max Kellerman is Webster's definition of a hack. Uh, Sam uh, chimes in. He replaced Bayless. ESPN wants him to be an antagonist on TV. I've heard Kellerman say the opposite of golf on his radio show. So, Kellerman uh, is a conflicted individual, right? Conflicted now, individual or a, a sports prostitute. Maybe that would be a good thing. You just go whichever way you need to go. Uh, chimes in another one. The, the Ryder Cup is a team event. The upcoming Zurich Classic in New Orleans is being played Ryder Cup style. Mm-hmm. If Keller needs proof that golf is actually a team activity, there's the proof. Golf is absolutely, in capital letters, Doug is pretty adamant about this, a sport. I completely agree. Look, I'm not a golf guy. I've never been a golf guy. I've played before. I've played some pretty nice courses because I have friends that are really good, and they like to make fun of me, so they'll take me. Mm-hmm. But 
I have an appreciation of how hard that sport is. I, I do too. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those, those cats are legitimate. To suggest it's not a sport because, you know, go tell all those people at the Masters or the U.S. Open or, or, or any of the uh, the Colonial, you name it. Well, it's amazing. You know, you see some of these shots. Uh, maybe it's approach shots or something to the to the green, and, and you see this this thing hit about, you know, I don't know, 20 yards or 15 yards behind the pin and starts rolling backwards. So they obviously put some kind of English on the ball when they struck it. And I, I just think that's fascinating. That, that fascinates me how you can – I have no – I just want to make contact with it. These guys can not only make contact, but they can they can position the ball in such a way. I mean, because, you know, that's, that's the key is, you know, you're trying to get the closest putt you can get. And the way they can put English on the ball to make it backspin or something, and, you know, that, that to me is – that to me takes talent. And, uh, Let me ask you this, Jamie. And I know Aaron and uh, they talked about it this morning. You know, Tony Romo dressed out with the Mavericks last night. Right. If you saw some of the video of him in warmups, mm-hmm. Tony Romo can shoot a basketball. Can he? The, oh yeah. There, there's a there's a skill set there. Now, is he an NBA player? No. But you can look at somebody and when they shoot the ball, it's kind of like a golf. Swing. But he looks like an athlete. He, out there. Well, he is an athlete. The yeah. guy's a scratch golfer. Oh, is he? Oh I yeah, think. absolutely. So my question is, Tony Romo, the best sports. You know, they used to have that. What was that show back in the 70s, the superstars? They'd put up uh, all the different professional mm-hmm. athletes and put them in different challenges or whatever. To What was the name of it? Was that superstars or best man standing or whatever it yeah. was? But, you know, I'd throw Romo, a healthy Romo out there as, you know, the guy's a scratch golfer. Obviously, he was a one of the better NFL quarterbacks of this era. Well, my understanding is that Mark Cuban wanted to put him in the game. Yep. And the uh, NBA put the kibosh on that. Uh, but I don't understand why, because aren't the Mavericks like 9-72 and 72 or something no, like that? No, they've won 32, Jamie. They're okay, behind the Pelicans, so that's why I'm not saying much about say the no Mavericks. More. Say no yeah, more. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there you go. Yeah, uh, so we're we're cellar dwellers. So, in other words, he could uh, – but, uh, yeah, I mean, to his point, I mean, uh, I mean, if I'm Romo, I, I mean, he, and I think going back to Kellerman real quick, I just think he's jealous because he doesn't have Sergio Garcia's girlfriend. Well, speaking of Sergio's girlfriend, that was a great segue. Thank you. Into this. Uh, let's do talk about what's really important. Let, let's talk about another sport. Peter Ellis. Peter, okay. He's a BBC announcer. Okay. Uh, go, you know, and, and golf's pretty big across the pond. Yeah. The, the, that was a bad bridge. It is a gentleman's game. It's yeah. a gentleman's game. Uh, the guy's 86 years old. How old? 86. Okay. Which means if you're 86, I don't care what you think of me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. So take it in context, folks. He's 86 He's and 86 really doesn't give a darn old. about anything. Yes. Yeah. He's the golf commentator, and he was commentating on the Masters. And they showed, uh, you know, they, the, the constant shots of, Angela Atkins, which is Sergio's fiance. Oh, I did not know her name. I'm glad yeah, you Angela, Angela she's a former, uh, I think, college player, and she was a Golf Channel reporter. Oh, yeah, she uh, was quite a depth. Very attractive young lady. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, how many times do you see coaches' wives or players' wives when they're uh, their guys doing well? Maybe of uh, they'll, they'll take the shot and see how they're doing. You know, just the emotion, and it's an interesting thing. And the fact that she's a very attractive young lady certainly didn't help. That wasn't lost on uh, on the television people. At any rate, when Sergio won in the playoff, mm-hmm. they showed her coming out there to give him a big hug, and uh, you could hear Arliss, his voice, and, and I listened to it. It was sort of muffled. He wasn't saying it for the air. He was saying it, obviously, to somebody around him. She's got the shortest skirt on the campus. Well, oh, my God. Well, The um, backlash is incredible. Oh, really? On the PC police how could he say that it's true (laughs) actually as far as uh as perhaps criticism that's that's not shortest skirt i mean that doesn't sound too i mean you know jamie where i I can go a lot different directions than that dude is 86 it doesn't matter if you're if you're 26 or 86 she's got the shortest skirt on campus he make a, a a cuff remark oh it's sexist it's this it's that i mean all these people are just going crazy are we to that point where anything somebody you're a commentator? We, we get paid to to make opinions or to give comments. At some point during the course of this show, I'm going to say something that somebody out there is not going to agree with. Right. On the other side of that, I might say something you actually do agree with, and that should start scaring you when we think alike. But are we really to that point where every single? And then we have Lavar Ball, mm-hmm. 
who says UCLA didn't win because they had too many white guys. Yeah, to me, if Lamar- people make fun of that's funny. Well, this guy, they're getting ready to crucify because he said, hey, that girl has a short skirt. Nothing sexualized about it, no. nothing degrading about it. He made an observation. And we were grateful she had the shortest. I mean, a lot of us were thought that that added, uh, you know, a little bit to Sergio's win. Uh, so what? That's not, I mean, no, what LeVar Ball is saying, and that's that's where it just gets me, is he is getting away with just some incredible things and nobody's taking him to task. But this poor British guy says she's got the shortest shirt on, uh, skirt on campus, and I'm going, and thank God, God bless America. Okay, so we're in a good we're in a good spot. I mean, that's not necessarily bad. And then, you know, I I don't know, uh, Terry. I mean, the double standards slay me sometimes. I mean, I just can't get over how that can be considered or construed. I mean. You know, as being sexist or anything else. I mean, and they're probably going to take this guy off the air. That's an observation. You kidding me? No, there, there's a huge outlash. The people that are perpetually perpetually offended. Yes, perpetually offended people. And anything that you say that's not in line with, and, and it, it doesn't matter the political sides of this. It has nothing to do with it per se. But somebody's going to be offended at anything that you say. Yeah, and well. and the guy makes a remark like that. You know, does his age excuse it? No, it, it doesn't. It was, did he probably say, I probably shouldn't have said that? You know, I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he did. Come on. I mean, it's not like he made an incredibly lewd remark. Well, I've got something I could say right now, but my better judgment tells me don't. Made by a lady regarding a, another lady, a younger lady, going to church about the length of her skirt uh, in Alabama. And it's it's quite funny, actually. But, you know, uh, she's not on the, you know, she's not a golf commentator or something. And it, it really, you know, to me, the guy's 86. Give him a break. I mean, come on. That's not. What about he, Brent Mutzberger? He didn't say anything about her anatomy. He didn't say anything about anything else. He just said that's the shortest. That could be, you could make the same comment about, uh, you know, you know, Jamie, you're the shortest, you know, uh, announcer on radio and then that would be there would be some truth to that um i mean people just really you're vertically challenged i'm vertically challenged there's nothing wrong with that i mean to me when you go but when and, and kind of compare and, and you brought this up at, at the beginning of the show and i'm glad you did lavar ball the things that he's saying i mean those are you can honestly say those border on the offensive this they don't win because they got three slow white guys Terry Waltrip, Jamie Foxx, and Aaron Dietrich. Ashley was pretty fast. Uh, those are the three white guys that cost UCLA the championship. Uh, because we're And you know what? He's right. Not only am I slow, I'm also short. But I can say that. Jamie, you're also white. And I'm also white. <laughs> so that also has something to do with all three are, are huge liabilities uh, when it comes to basketball. But I'm telling you, um, that, shouldn't, that shouldn't be taken as – that, that, to me, is a little more, you know, that's like saying uh, a black quarterback in the NFL isn't smart enough to run an offense. That's highly offensive, and it's not true. Uh, if you listen to, and let me give you a better example. This kid, I, I really, and I, not just because he's a Tennessee Vol, uh, Joshua Dobbs. Right. This kid is off the charts smart. Uh, he's taking aerodynamic propulsion uh, he's a aerodynamics. He's always been interested in flight and uh, space travel. Uh, he's unbelievably brilliant, and uh, you know he'll be picked up by somebody. So that debunks that theory all all out the. I mean that to me, Lavar. He's not thinking. He has and he doesn't. He's not suffering any repercussions. This poor guy may lose his job. Yeah, that's pitiful. Yeah, it, it's a different world, and, you know, we're 2017, hopefully we're transisting a lot of this. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. A bunch of text on golf to read. We got a nerve here. A bunch of text to read when we return. You're listening to ESPN 97.7. The segment's sponsored by our friends at Pyworks Gourmet Pizza, folks. By design, go see them on Tower Drive in Monroe next to Nukes. Tell them you heard about it on The Edge and ESPN. Jamie and I'll be back in a moment.
Don't put your life on the line when you dig. Do what the pros do. Respect the marks. Dig with care. And before you dig, call 811. Louisiana One Call. This is Steve Brennan with Brennan Dodge, and our spring clearance event is going on now at Brennan Dodge. We've got a great selection, so hurry in to pick your new ride. Like a 17 Dodge Challenger SXT for only $23.9. A 16 Dodge Dart is only $16.9. Take 20% off 17 Journeys. A 17 Dodge Durango is only $27.9. And get a 17 Dodge Charger for only $23.9. It's going on now during the spring clearance event at Brennan Dodge, I-20 Service Road, Ruston. Skydiving is the bomb, but it ain't free. So when I'm not falling belly to earth, I'm looking for ways to get the most out of my money. As you might imagine, I've got some pretty lofty expectations when it comes to CDs. That's why I landed at First Guarantee Bank. Ten seconds! From high-performing CD rates to extraordinary customer service, at First Guarantee Bank, they are downright fanatical when it comes to delivering sound banking solutions. Cross your arms and grab your heart. Go, go, go! Drop into First County Bank and get fanatical rates. A two-year CD at 1.50 APY, new money only, or a five-year rate at 2.50 APY, new or existing money. Call 888-375-3093 or go to fgb.net to learn more. First County Bank, home of fanatical banking. The minimum balance required to open an account during the advertised annual percentage yield is $2,500. Member FDIC. Brennan Collision Center is now open. This is Steve Brennan. Our new body shop is now open and ready to take care of your repair needs. Our manager, Cheryl Thornhill, is well known in the area and her team of Marshall Doss, Paul Wills, Doc, Kevin Murray, and Joellen Simpson have decades of experience and a reputation second to none. We're open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and our phone number is 251-4824. We'll get your car repaired quick and to your satisfaction. Give Cheryl a call. Brennan Collision Center, located next to Brennan Dodge on the service road in Ruston. Hi, I'm Greg Tilly in Bossier City. How about your choice? A brand new two- or three-bedroom home for only $29,995. Our prices won't be beat at Greg Tilly's. See our huge inventory today and save thousands at Greg Tilly's in Bossier City. How does it feel? You're officially living on the edge. Hit Terry Waldrop up at 888-993-7762 and let him know. It's The Edge with Terry Waldrop on ESPN 97.7. Hey, welcome back in. ESPN 97.7, Terry Waldrop, Jamie Foxx hanging out with you here. Colwell Group One Realty Studio in West Monroe. This segment sponsored by our friend Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law, tremendous North Louisiana attorney specializing in criminal defense wrongful death, personal injury, whatever you need. Uh, get him on the hotline. We may need him shortly. Yeah, slander and libel. Maybe yes. he, he can um, he can represent that. Go see him or give him a call, 318-342-1411. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. A couple things out here. Um, we have uh, 3-0 uh, wants us to give a shout-out to the baseball team at St. Frederick's. They knock off Oak Grove, 3-2 in district play. Oak Grove hadn't lost a district game in three years, so – Kudos to the St. Fred's. Uh, Gary tells us short, white, slow, check, check, check. Guilty as charged. Uh, James talks about our 86-year-old announcer. He's 86, and even he can see the short skirt and nice legs. Uh, Excellent excellent observation, James. Yes, uh, only his optometrist knows for sure. But that's a good – I mean, again, I'm I'm going to go to the the wall for this guy. I mean, he's he's 86 years old, and he makes a, a relatively harmless statement about a short skirt. My goodness. Call the call the PC police. Well, I mean, Sam goes in. Hey, I, golf is a sport, but the emphasis is on skill, and most of the time you're competing against the course unless it's match play. JJ says anybody can play, but one out of a hundred are good. You tell me if it's tough. Brett said I love golf. I play a good bit. I'm not very skilled at it, but it's a game. If an 80 year old man can beat a 30 year old, uh, it is a game and not sport. Is spades a sport? I don't know. Uh, is poker a sport, Jamie? No. No, it's not a sport. Is poker a sport? Is uh, what would be considered sport? I mean, we get into uh, we've got our friend Ronnie sitting here with uh, talking about ping pong. Is that a sport? I, I would argue that it is. I would I would lean more toward ping pong being a sport than than poker um, because there is some. I, again, I throw in the uh, the physical exertion part, uh, which for me right now is drinking coffee. 
Um, but Can you see mints after about a night of a poker bender? Let me tell you There's something. There's some physical exertion going there, buddy. Let me tell you something. There is physical exertion. Uh, every every ounce of, of Ben Mintz's body it, it says physical. I mean, just look at that physique. I mean, I, that, I'd rather not. It, it, screams, it screams physical activity. Um, but, again, I think a lot of this is – is uh, I think you have to throw in the component of some physical exertion being used, and I think obviously ping pong does, uh, golf does, tennis does, uh, maybe not the team sports as we think about in terms of football, basketball, etc. But anyway, that uh, that to me, I think you know, I think that's the components you have to throw in for something to be classified as a sport. I could be wrong. Well, I mean, you know, I think it's an opinion, and the funny thing is, opinions these days. If you disagree with my opinion, there's something wrong with you. You know, I, I take it personally because I have to be right. Every, you know, well, I'm right. I'm always, and I think people have that. It's, it's the same. It's the frustrating thing to me. I had a ton of people text or call me, and just in general, the UConn Lady Huskies, mm-hmm. 111 game winning streak. Oh, it's the greatest thing in the history of sport. It's oh, it doesn't matter because it's women's basketball. And those are the two extremes. Yeah. Why do we have to compare? things that we don't have to compare. I mean, who's better, the 97 Bulls or the Cleveland uh, Cavaliers of last year? Who's be- I mean, who cares? They're gr- is Babe Ruth better than Hank Aaron? Is is DiMaggio better than Nolan Ryan? Th- those are arbitrary discussions, better for a Hooters bar and beer uh, than other things. But everybody's so animated and so passionate uh, about proving themselves right as opposed to just looking objectively and going, you know what? Why can't we appreciate greatness for what it is? Yeah, I mean, and I think this, uh, you know, when you're talking about sport, it takes uh, a lot of different angles. I mean, you know, now, um, you know, can you look at NASCAR as being a sport? I mean, you're basically sitting in a chair, but, I mean, there's some skill yeah, involved in yes, that. Yes, I, I think, think it's a sport. I think without question NASCAR is a sport. Um, and I guess I have to backtrack a little bit because um, isn't the World Championship of Poker, isn't it shown on ESPN? Yes, so again, I may, you know, I, uh, may have to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to come off of that too much, but I would say that uh, obviously ESPN views it as some sort of sporting activity. The Ocho. Uh, yeah, sporting activity. But I mean, I think you could bring in uh, NASCAR, which uh, I think Sean's trying to introduce a little bit of that more to the uh, to the uh, ESPN 97.7 network is a little bit of NASCAR uh, because that is, you know, I think you would have question. Uh, now, I'm, I'm, full disclosure here, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously only involved with NASCAR when Danica Patrick's involved. Uh, that's the only time I'm really too interested. Uh, or care, care for their Arliss. Yeah, yeah, or I may get in trouble like the poor BBC guy. Um, I won't make any mention. I mean, her, her, she's pretty limited in what her wardrobe can be in the car. However, uh, I have seen that uh, when she's not performing. Uh, and it's it's uh, I would say that's sport as well. So anyway, um, this is open to interpretation, and I think a lot of people um, do see different, you know, view different sports. I mean, if you're now if you're Ben Mintz, he probably would take exactly the opposite take we would sure. when it comes to poker, uh, because he's uh, he's done quite well at it at times. And uh, but Ben's a you know it, you don't think about it when you see Ben, but he is a thinking man's. Uh, you know, he has a lot talking about visualizing as Dr. Stokely. And that, that is a sport where you definitely have to think ahead. You have to be able to visualize. Um, I, you know, I could be wrong. But anyway, it's all open to interpretation, and we want to hear everybody's view on it. Yeah, we've got uh, a bunch of texts coming in. I mean, what defines sport? What does it? You know, I would take exception to, to Max Kellerman on this, on this perspective. And, again, I'm not a golf guy. I, I understand, and I think I appreciate the brilliance of, of those guys that are really good. Uh, I would say this, Jamie. I think that not only are you competing against the course, you are competing against the opponents because you and I go back and forth and you know, we're competing against everything. And so it's not just you against the course. It's you against yourself. It's you against uh, pretty much everything. And so, yeah, that's where uh, – that's where I take exception. Uh, jumping on to the Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union. You know, you see me squinting. 
Yeah, what's the problem, dude? No, gonna... I mean, my, my glasses, I've got these stretched out glasses. They keep falling off my face. So not that that's anybody's problem maybe out that there. Was, maybe that was a problem with the BBC guy, Ellison. He uh, His glasses were stretched out, and he didn't see. No, I think he nailed it. Uh, <laughs> we're going to jump to the hotline and welcome in Mark, uh, Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union Hotline. Mark, good morning to you, sir. Hey, Mark. Morning, fellas. I tried to call in while Jamie was talking about Danica before he put his feet firmly in his mouth. But uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've, I, I tell people, and I've played golf uh, since I was a kid. Uh, played in high school, Jamie Freud, the legendary Dorothea Garrett. Oh, my and, goodness. Um, oh, yeah. Now, and, and I tell people that Sergio Garcia is a golfer. But I play golf. Big difference. Big difference. But several years ago, I want to say it was 91 or 92, Major League owners had locked the players out of spring training. And Chuck Finley, I think this was before he married Tawny Katane, living in Calhoun with his folks, and was working out at West Monroe High School to kind of get in shape or stay in shape in case the lockout ended. And so I called him one day, said I wanted to do a story, uh, went to meetings at the high school, and he was throwing with a kid who was a catcher at the high school. And after we visited for a little while, he started working out, and, and I watched. And I said, you know, I was a catcher. So let me, let me, let me call the gear and try to catch him. And so it just kind of okay. And so I did. And you know, I had no idea. Uh, what it was like to look down the barrel of a gun that was held by a major league pitcher. The ball got there real quick, real mm-hmm. quick. And after a while, uh, he, he, he waved his glove hand a little bit to let the catcher know that he does the wrong picking ball. So I'm ready. I'm set up. And he uncorks one and, what, it's 60 feet, 6 inches, from the mound for Mark, you're, you're cutting out real bad on us, man. We're not picking up that cell. If you get to a better area, give us a call back because we definitely want to get you back on. But that it's was just, interesting take. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was just it was cutting out so bad that we're yeah. I couldn't catch the. But he, anyway, basically, I think we can. And Mark may be able to get back up with a better. Chuck shell threw reception. BBs. Chuck was throwing BBs at Mark, and he you know took that opportunity to try to catch him, and it wasn't. Uh, I think the bottom line he was getting to was that there's a great deal of athletic ability. And Chuck Finley was, what, 6'6", six, six, uh, had about a 12- or 14-year career with the Angels. Um, and he married the girl from uh, Bachelor Party. That would be one. That's who Tony The White Snake video, right? Yeah, that didn't last for whatever reasons. I don't I don't know. But, uh, yeah, go figure, You right? know, now me, me I, would, I would want to interview Chuck, not necessarily about his career, but how was it? What was it like being married to Tawny Katane? And uh, I don't know if Gary would approve that or not. But uh, anyway, we won't go that route uh, again. Uh, we're trying to uh, to usher uh, all the support we can for the BBC a broadcaster who is in hot water for making a comment about a short being too skirt. A short skirt being too yep. short. There was a rumor that he's going to be appointing, appointed to a position in the White House staff as of last week. I'm well, <laughs> well, you know, we can go a lot of different directions there, but um, – we're only in the first 100 days, Terry. Please, okay. let's hey, let's move on. I, I've got one. Doug chimes in. This is pretty good. Uh, you know, and we threw it out to you guys. There's a bunch of the text out there. I do like this one. Uh, what's a sport? And he goes bowling. It's you. It's your ball in the lane. It's totally on you. Is bowling a sport? Yes. How about roller derby? Is that a sport? Yes. Yeah. It just depends. I mean, I think so many people, Jamie, get so myopic in their viewpoint of. You know, I, I like this, though, therefore it counts. You like that, it, it does. I mean, is, is horse racing a sport as a jockey? If you're the jockey, it's a sport. If you're obviously an owner or something. I mean, what if you're the horse? Uh, it's, it's a, <laughs> you're going to work. It's a lot of, lot of work. It's a lot, lot of sport if you're a horse. Well, think about the incentive here, Jamie. If you're, a, if you're a thoroughbred racehorse and you win a lot, when you retire, they put you out to pasture. And all you do is make little horses all day long. I think the word is stud. Is that yes. they put you out to stud? Yeah. Um, now there's something. Uh, if you can come back in another life, uh, that's a retirement package. You, you want to be yes. And those of us like Terry and, and myself that are approaching that that golden age of retirement, 
Um, yes, maybe that's something if I could could be, you know, uh, be interesting to see if the BBC broadcast would have anything to say about that. But um, sport takes on a different – I mean, I, I just – I guess I see if there's some physical – poker I don't necessarily see. As, I see that more as entertainment or – I, I don't know, but I don't necessarily see that as a as a sport. But ESPN apparently yeah, feels Double different. J has a good point here. He goes, difference between a sport and an athletic contest. Poker is a sport. Okay. I mean, I, I think it's all in the eye of the beholder, man. I mean, it's, uh, you know, is a jockey, an athlete, is a jockey involved in sports? Well, you know, you have certain physical requirements to be a jockey. Like, probably you can't weigh over 110 pounds. You don't see any six foot eight. 285-pound guys being jockeys. I had a better chance of being a jockey than I did um, a NASCAR poker player. I, I think that would be more my, you know, but, particularly now since his surgery. I'm, but, again, I think you just appreciate, you know, it's like a student in school. Or, you know, just because you're a great math student, well, you're not very good because you're not very good in English. You're not as good. Let's appreciate things for what they're worth as opposed to trying to compare and, and tear down things and Things of that nature. You listen to ESPN 97.7. The lectures by Jamie and Terry will return. This segment sponsored by our friends. It's Spa Novell, Lemmy Lane, and Monroe. 318-807-1060. Folks, that's a sport. Yes, it is. Pamper the special people in your life. You got Easter coming up. You got Mother's Day. You got graduation. You want to make people happy? Go by and get them a spa package at Spa Novell. Tell Spa Novell you heard about it on the edge and ESPN. Jamie and I'll be back to offend you more upon our return. What I tell you about my friends at North Monroe Animal Hospital. Specializing in all medical and surgical care for small animals and even providing a boarding service. My friend, Dr. David Weber and his staff are always my choice for my animals and should be yours as well. Located conveniently at 4300 Starlington Road, which is 165 North, you can reach out to them at 345-4545. That's 345-4545. Tell them you heard it here on ESPN 97.7, North Monroe Animal Clinic, the official animal care provider of Terry Waldrop and the Edge. It was a tough time. I didn't know what to do. You gave me hope. You fought for me. You treated me like family. Now we say thanks. It's good to know we can count on Bobby. I'm attorney Bobby Manning. If you've been involved in an accident, don't delay. Call me today. Attorney Bobby Manning, office in Monroe. Call 324-1411. Special Olympics of Northeast Louisiana provides athletic competition and year-round sport training for children and adults with intellectual disabilities. It gives them the opportunity to develop fitness, demonstrate courage, and experience the joy of competing. For more information, go to www.laso.org or call 1-800-345-6644. Washita Valley Making good things happen. You want a credit union that works as hard as you do. You want the very best people looking out for you. Washita Valley. Making good things happen. Good morning. Here's latest weather conditions for area. Mostly cloudy sky with warm temperatures today in a high of 79 degrees. Decreasing cloudiness on a big cool tonight of low 62. Plenty of sunshine with warmer temperatures on tomorrow in a high of 85 degrees. Terry Waldrop is back and better than ever. Hit Terry up at 888-993-7762 to join in on all the fun. 
Hey, welcome back. ESPN 97.7, Terry Walter, Jamie Foxx, closing it down here on a Wednesday, the 12th day of April 2017. I think we've touched on a couple nerves on sport. Let's get back to one that even Max Kellerman would agree with, Jamie, closing this out. Uh, LSU leading scorer this year, Antonio Blakeney, has declared for the NBA draft. Uh, leading scorer for LSU this year on a on a very bad team, put out a very nice press release. Uh, and then he went on Instagram, thank you, Lord, thank you, LSU, thank you, family and friends, thank you, coaches and teammates, thank you, doubters. And so Antonio throwing a little bit out there, six foot four, averaged 17 points a game. I want to say he shot in the uh, about 34, 34.5% from the three line, uh, mid-40s from the from everywhere else. Do you think this guy is going to be drafted, Jamie? Uh, if he does, I don't think he'll be in the first round for sure. Um, you know, this is a this is a subject that I have a lot of problem with, and he's a sophomore, I yes. think a true sophomore. I think he came in with Simmons. Uh, no doubt would benefit from another year. Um but I feel that way. I mean, I saw, like, two Indiana guys leaving early. I, I don't know who's advising these kids other than uh, somebody who's – I mean, I, to me, the, the, particularly in basketball, pro basketball, there's the international component. And then when you see the top 25 or 30 players, you're going to see at least three to three to seven guys from France, Lithuania, Slovenia, wherever. I don't care, but they're all – more developed, they're all more physically ready. They play defense, uh, and and these guys coming out. I mean, even the the Kentucky. I mean, I have a big problem with particularly freshmen and sophomores. I'd love to see, and I think a lot of people. I know Nick Brown feels the same. I love to see basketball. You may feel differently, and I'm 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 with you on the, you know, the opportunities and, and capitalism, and free enterprise, and all that. But they need to adapt the uh, the model baseball has. You either go out of high school. Or you got to go to your junior year, and I'd love to see that happen in college basketball. But as a result, it's allowed the Butlers and Xaviers and George Masons of this world to have the you know some runs in the tournament, um, Gonzaga's for, perhaps. But um, they had a guy that left. Uh, mm-hmm. Is it the Collins kid? Yeah, probably the first one and done in yeah. the history of Gonzaga. Yeah, he's a, But you know, Blakeney Jamie's ranked forty fourth for sophomores. I, I mean, and we know how polls can go and be deceiving. Yeah. But, you know, you hope for this kid's standpoint, he didn't sign an age, sign with an agent. You can go into the draft, test your waters. But if you're the 44th-ranked sophomore, there are 64 spots in the world available. There's only two rounds in the NBA. You know, football and baseball, they got eight bazillion rounds. Yeah, I mean, I'm wondering what, what is what's his – I mean, I know a lot of times uh, money is, the, is obviously a driving factor. They think they can help their family. But here's the problem. Uh, you got to make a roster. You got to have a. You got to have a, a you know a, a running chance of making the roster, and and you're not going to if you're the 44th ranked sophomore coming out of college this year. Now you go back another year, uh, you may be able to you know to increase your stock. But I mean to me, this is these guys are getting a lot of bad advice, and it's not just blatantly. I think it's the guys maybe at Indiana, um, and elsewhere. I mean you see so many. I mean. I, of those underclassmen declaring, how many are true freshmen coming out? Do you know? I don't uh, know. You know, Lonzo Ball is going to be a top five pick. Uh, you got a couple other guys that are going to be top picks. Calipari always has them. Maybe the Canard at, at Duke. I yeah. don't know. Luke Canard. I don't know, but it's not. But those are, those are exceptions. Yeah. They're not the rule. Exactly. And exactly. everybody thinks, you know, go get some time. Uh, it was funny. We had a kid. We won a national championship uh, ten years ago. And we had a kid that was MVP of the national tournament. He was a transfer from Texas State, 6'7", really good inside-outside. But he was a pro, but he wasn't an NBA guy, right? right. And so in order for him to, to be eligible to play on this summer deal, he had to declare for the NBA draft, which is no agent or anything. But you have to go through that process. You have to file the paperwork. Well, the NBA people sent it back to me so I could, you know, basically just have it on file. Jamie, and this is 10 years ago, you would be amazed at the nondescript people that were on that list. I mean, it was literally hundreds of them. People that you've, schools you've never heard of. Division One schools that you've heard of, but you hadn't heard of this guy. It was amazing how many people declared hardship to go to the NBA draft. And it was literally ten times the amount of spots available mm. on the NBA. And you're going, what, what are you thinking about here? What, I mean, 
What's I mean, you get Carl Anthony Towns, you get Anthony Davis, you get people that Ben Simmons. They're not going to miss. They're going to go. And then for every one of those guys, you probably have a hundred that uh, the best thing that they think they you know you might go to Uruguay. Yeah, I mean, I think that's you play that's, for two chickens and a goat. I mean, if you're Antonio Blatley, you're you know Paraguay is looking good right now or Spain because you're not going to be in the NBA. I don't see it. I mean, if you're obviously, you know, and like you said, there's there's that inner, unlike even the NFL, and I think too many kids in the NFL go early, but particularly in the NBA, when you've got this international component of guys that are going to go out. I mean, you look at college rosters now. I mean, it's not it's not all. Um, you know, it's not all American kids that are that are in there. Look and at I, baseball, Jamie. Exactly. Look, look at the Caribbean influence in baseball. Exactly. Uh, you have a huge, huge pool, and look at the teams that win. Mm-hmm. They're able to access that that cheap labor pool down there, and they can get great infielders for a bargain basement price. Win those guys sign bigger contracts, they move on to somebody else, and then you go get the same thing. Basketball is becoming similar in the sense that you have a huge, right. huge international component. And that started with 92 in the Dream Team in the Olympics. You didn't have – you had very, very few international players prior to 92. Uh, you know, you have them on occasion. Oh. Uh, you know, Dale Brown at LSU made a big push to, to start trying to get international guys. Was one of the first guys to do it. But now you see, you know, the draft will be 35 to 40% mm-hmm. international players. Without and, question. And that takes jobs away from the American kids. Well, and, you know, and here we are probably, you know, I don't know if we're being accused of, but, but I mean, to me, this is just sound reasoning. I mean, if you're, if you're Antonio Blakely, I mean, somebody is getting in these kids' heads and saying, "Well, you're you're this, you're that." Well, no, you're not going to get drafted. You know, particularly if you're coming out to me, anything before your junior year, I mean, it's it's a it's very much a crapshoot. It's so on the job training. You can go back to LSU. Yeah. And and I don't know the inside of this situation. He he and, and Will Ray might not get along. Who knows? But you're going to get the best of the best in terms of where you live, training. You're playing in one of the premier conferences in the world. Uh, you're going to be on national television every game that you play, ESPN, Fox, whoever. And you're training for your career. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that you're going to bail on that one, I think it is, uh, it's, it, to me, it's a huge mistake. We'll see how it ends up. And you don't get your, I mean, particularly if you sign with an agent, you don't get your eligibility back. You're done. I mean, once you sign with an agent, you're you're done, and you can't get those. In, in Blakely's case, uh, the 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 critical junior and senior year you might need. Um, I I don't know. I mean, it's just a to me, it's a it's 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 a problem. And you're right. It's not just college basketball. It's it's baseball now. But baseball uh-huh. and football are smart enough to go, and and it's a different sport in terms of physical development. You can become a high school player. Uh, or come out of high school and make an impact in the NBA immediately right. if you're that special individual, all mm-hmm. right? Football is not like that because there's such a maturity component. Baseball, sort of the same way. You come out of high school, but if not, you have to go lock into college for a couple years. The money is completely different. Uh, you know, college baseball is not a money-making operation per se. Football and basketball through the roof in terms of money. So you're controlling that labor force. Mm-hmm. And don't think for a second that they're not doing that, because they you control that labor force. The one thing that's changed, yeah. The one thing that's changed in college athletics in the past twenty years, coaches' salaries are through the roof, Uh, revenues are through the roof in terms of uh, what schools are getting. President salaries are through the roof. The the new uh, you know field houses and arenas and. You know, they have the, the the porcelain gold toilet in the locker. All that stuff has changed. It's an you arms know, race. The one thing yeah. that hasn't changed is what the players receive for it. They receive a scholarship. Now they're getting the stipend. We're not going to get into that today. I do want to talk about that tomorrow. Okay. That's the one thing that hasn't changed. And so do they have a certainly an argument? Absolutely. Now, whether we go in that direction or not, I'm not sure. But uh, going to be some interesting stuff. Thanks to everybody. Go ahead, Jamie. I know you. Yeah, I mean, you, you saw a little bit of a, a tipping point in that with uh, Northwestern's yep. squad uh, talking about unionization. Yep. So we can get in that at another point in time. But, uh, you know, I, I think you, these are these are things that are open for discussion. <laughs> Russell says that when Trump finds out he's going to build a wall around the NBA. 
My that's that's the one to leave in. Uh, Double J, one one quick thing from Double J. We're talking about uh, poker, not a sporty, and I'm assuming Double J is a poker player. We love to have people think that there's no skill in poker, uh, and show up to our home games. They usually leave broke and naked. Yeah, that's just not a good visual. Um, no, we don't necessarily want to take that on. But uh, anyway, if they consider that a sport, uh, more power to them. Yeah, we're we're not even going there. Thank, hey, Gary, see the maturity that Jamie and I have on this one because that's wide open in so many ways. And we passed on. Yeah, it, yeah. it is. Mine is turning just like mine is, and we're going to get out before we say something stupid. Thanks to our sponsors today. Our title sponsor, North Monroe Animal Hospital, Dr. David Weber, simply the best pet care you're going to get. Go by and see them on US 165 North in Monroe, 318-345-4545. Dr. David Weber, North Monroe Animal Hospital. Our friend, Mr. Bobby Manning, attorney at law. Pie Works, gourmet pizza by design. GB Cooley reminding you, support a worthwhile cause. The Louisiana Special Olympics. Our friends, Drew and Company at Spa Novelle. You got all these things coming up, folks. Go see Spa Novelle, 318-807-1060. Pamper the special people in your life. Washtenaw Valley Federal Credit Union as well. For John Tabor, for Jamie Tox, for Ronnie, I'm Terry Waldrop. You guys have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow. Aloha, folks. Thanks for listening to The Edge with Terry Waldrop. No matter what the topic, Terry will take it all. He's not scared, and you better not be either. We want to see you right back here every single weekday from 9 to 10 a.m. on ESPN 977 and ESPN977.com.